Hey everyone, it's Andrew Van with the False Start with Andrew Van podcast and One Star Reviews. And I wanted to take the time today to just reflect over the past five months that a lot of us have been in quarantine. Uh, I know for me in Greenville, South Carolina, we started working from home. Schools um, ended around March 17th, 19th. I can't remember exactly what the day is because all the days are a blur. And I know for some cities, like in bigger cities like New York and Chicago, that quarantine started back in February. So a little bit longer than, than me and like most folks, um, it's been up and down, right? There are, Your states made the decision to reopen some things, whether it was too early or not, and to keep the economy going and to, you know reestablish jobs for people. And then we got recent spikes and then some things are, you know, still up in the air on how to move forward. Um and I know during this time, a lot of people are just struggling, whether it be financially, but also just mentally. And I just want to talk to people about some tips to kind of help you get through, get through your day. I know it's not easy waking up every day. Maybe you don't even put on work clothes anymore. Maybe you just put on a pair of shorts and a tank top and you go sit down until you have to put on a real shirt for a Zoom call so people don't think that you lay around all day wearing tank tops like me. And, you know, for me, quarantine and COVID of 2020, I'm still in this, like, grieving process, right? Like, for me, I feel like I never got to stay, like, say goodbye to my old life. I never got to say, hey, goodbye, performing a couple times a week on a stage in a, in a nice small town and, you know, in a crowd full of 40, 50, 60 people. You know, I never got to say goodbye to not taking my kids to ball games. I didn't get a chance to say goodbye to seeing friends regularly. And um, it sucks, you know? Um, it, it just... It feels like something just came in real quick and I never had a chance to appreciate and cope with it. And I still don't, five months later. And the five stages of grief, for those who don't know, are denial, anger, depression, bargaining, and acceptance. You know, I think all of us at the beginning of this back in February, March, wherever you were, we're saying to yourself, oh, okay, well, this would be like a couple-week thing, no big deal. Schools are reopen, business will be fine. We'll get that $1,200 stimulus, we'll be all right. And then month two, three rolls around, and you go from denial to angry, right? Like you're home, you're stuck, and, you know, the kids drive you crazy, or you unfortunately got four-load, or, you know, your plans for your upcoming future, whether it be like a wedding, which I know several friends have had to either, you know, postpone, delay their weddings, even in the fall. I know friends who just unfortunately just had to look that far far out because we didn't know how bad this was going to be. And then you go into a little depression, right? So you get a little sad. You don't know when this is going to end. You maybe get a little hostile. You get a little afraid. And you just... You just are unsure of so many things. And um, I think after that, bargaining comes into play. And then bargaining 
that's when you're just really struggling and reaching out and just kind of kind of you're you're taking anything as a win and then the last stage is acceptance where you move on this is the new norm and i am far from that acceptance i think i was kind of close to bargaining when things were looking a little up and then the numbers spiked again and then we're in this second wave or it could be the tail end of the first wave i don't really know i don't i'm I'm not a scientist i'm not a politician i'm not anyone that's particularly smart so please don't you know come at me and be like well you you don't know what you're talking about i okay i don't but i do know how i feel and i think there are people out there who feel the same way and that's why i'm here to kind of talk about some things to help myself and you hopefully during this time and the first step of any kind of depression and any kind of just mental awareness is admit something is wrong. Can you, can you look at yourself in the mirror and say, you are completely fine? And it's okay to say, I'm not. It is okay to say, I feel off. It is okay to say, I'm tired. It is okay to say, I'm drained. But when you do that and you admit that, then you need to take the next steps because bottling up that sadness and bottling up that anger doesn't do any good for you nor the people around you that you care about. I would say the next is to slow down and breathe. It's very cliche. It's very, very cliche. People tell you to just take a deep breath and deep breath. But if you really take like a 10 second pause, close your eyes and just breathe. You'll be amazed that you can feel your heart rate slow down. You catch your breath. And have you ever been so angry in a fight where you you hit that point in the wall in the conversation and you realize you just said something wrong and, oh, man, now how do you get out of this hole? This is a similar mental state that is a good thing to admit defeat and say, like, okay, I need to course correct this and figure out a plan. So how do you do that? You know, I would say for me, for the longest time, I would jump on my PlayStation, jump on my Xbox, play a game, kind of distract myself, watch a movie, watch Netflix, and escape, right? Like, for me, before COVID happened, I got to perform with Alchemy Comedy in Greenville, South Carolina, couple times a week, a couple times a month, and had a good time doing improv with my close friends that I've known for over eight years. Do stand-up once in a while at various venues, and it was a great way to kind of get my creativity out, and great way to kind of be productive and find a new mental challenge for myself. And again, with the code going, like that all got taken away. I've resorted to like Zoom comedy, which is fine. It's just not the same. For those who don't like when you are in front of a crowd, whether it's 30, 40, 200 people, thousands of people, there is something that is indescribable about that feeling when people are rooting for you. And it's an adrenaline. It is very addicting. And it feels so nourishing that there really is no other replacement. And you 
you have to say too, like it's also a vice, right? Like when that's taken away, what else is gonna scratch that itch? What else is gonna make you happy? So for me, like performing, playing video games, those were in a sense like a temporary fix. They never really fixed me. They never really fulfilled me, right? That little hole in my heart that was causing depression. Like it was, a, it, was a, it was like a little plug you put in your tire, but eventually it's going to blow up again, right? So try to do something different that isn't just your go-to. You know, your Netflix, your video games, your uh, poker game you do with your friends, whatever it is. Or, or, you know, just do something just a little different out of your routine. Learn a new skill, right? The other thing is once you admit that, reach out to someone. I think during this time of COVID, a lot of people have picked up the phone, not just for texting, not just for tweeting and Facebooking and TikToking, but actually using the phone for what a phone was originally designed for and calling people, checking in on them, checking in on friends, longtime friends, family members you don't normally talk to because we have that time now. And I think it's important too to reach out to people that are in your inner circle, your board of directors mentally, the people that you can say anything to that won't judge you, that won't use anything against you, that you feel full confident that, hey, I'm having a terrible day, here's why. And they don't have to fix you. I think the one thing about people that a lot of, a lot of other people do is if you complain to someone, a lot of people will try to automatically fix you and say, well, here's your solution. That's really not the thing that is helpful, ironically. I think people need to be able to express themselves, say whatever's on their mind, and just let it out. I don't know if you've ever had that feeling when you say something out loud, and then you hear it yourself, and you're like, whoa, what was that? You have like a self-epiphany. It's, it's, it's really great, and it's really... It's character moving and you and you really kind of you're strengthening yourself. So if at best find somebody who isn't going to just say, well, here's what you do. Move on with your life. Let's find someone that lets you talk for 20, 30 minutes. Nonstop. Full listening, no phone, no distractions, just clearly being with you and letting you be yourself. It's extremely important to find that person or persons if you're lucky. And lastly, be okay with seeking professional help. There's all kinds of avenues out there to find them. You can ask friends. You can go on Facebook groups. Like we have a local Greenville Young Professionals group in our town, and we have 11,000 members or so on there. And there's just people on the minute on the on the hourly on the daily just constantly like i need this i need this does anyone know this and there's occasionally people who ask for uh counseling um i professionally reached out to two friends who are children's counselors over a year ago and i myself found a really great counselor not only for myself but also a joint marriage counselor so my wife and i can go together as well and sometimes they actually do children's services with the other partner. So it's really nice to have those different options and 
have someone that's professionally there to kind of listen to you. And again, just doesn't judge you and not necessarily just tell you what to do, but just really break it down and lets you help figure it out for yourself and then guide you. And it's amazing how that connection just came about through someone else because just asking. And there's other ways too. If you're if you're not if you're not, you know, motivated enough to, to find someone locally and you're still maybe a little scared and skeptic, there's the Thumbtack app. You can find someone on Thumbtack as well. Usually around fifty dollars, seventy dollars, maybe a hundred dollars an hour. You can also go and get on betterhelp.com. It's full confidential. They'll match you with someone that matches, you know, what you need. And that's that's the other thing too. Give professional counseling and help and therapy a try, but don't stop at just one. It's kind of like if you join a gym and the gym is not doesn't have all the equipment you need, and then you just stop going to the, any gym and you don't work out altogether. Just because one thing doesn't work out for you doesn't mean they're all the same. If one counselor doesn't work out for you, that doesn't mean counseling altogether is dumb. Find another one. Talk to another one. They, I mean, sometimes they'll just interview you over the phone just to see if, if they're a good match, and that's fine. But take the time to take care of yourself. Take the time to know that strengthening yourself is going to help you, your loved one, your spouse, your children, your coworkers. And it's okay because, man, COVID sucks. It is. It, 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 no one enjoys it, okay? And that's okay to scream that and say this sucks. It is okay to be down on the ground and feel defeated. But I hope these are ways you can find to pick yourself back up. And with that, I want to say, if anyone needs any more advice, you can always write in at yesvandrew at gmail.com. And I'll gladly recommend you some more tips and some more people to talk to. I hope everyone takes care of themselves out there. I wish them the best. This has been False Start.